Titans. Here we are again. This is John Paul. The legendary B-Man. Coming to you with episode we don't even remember anymore. We've actually done so many of these, I have lost track of the count. And have you changed the thong, the theme song yet? Did you hear a change in the theme song? I hadn't heard anything, actually. I well, there you go. Oh, there you in go. that case, that means no. <laughs> yes. We have not changed the song yet. Even though I promised that I would do that before this episode... Guess what? During like the Christmas break, actually, you said you well, I, that was a different yeah, promise. Yeah, like I already weeks. broke that promise. This is a second promise that I broke. Okay, well, that's good. yeah, yeah, but it, it happens, you know, life, universe, and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, right. speaking of universe, I'm glad you mentioned that to me. Okay. Because this question was: if you could live on any universe, fantasy, science fiction, whatever, what universe would that be, John Paul? This was one of the hardest questions, maybe the hardest question you've asked yet. Because your immediate thought is, ooh, I love Star Wars, or ooh, I love Superman, or ooh, I love fill-in-the-blank. Right. Sure, we love reading the stories, we love watching the movies, but what we love about them is watching all the conflict and the destruction and the bad stuff. And there's almost no virtual world that it'd be cool to live in. I mean, that. I, I, I do have an answer, but my problem was it, it is almost impossible to pick a virtual world that it'd be good to live in because um, they would be interesting to read or to watch the movies if they were actually good That's to live true. in. Because I was thinking Star Wars myself, but it's like, well, this planet's blow up and stuff like that you don't worry <laughs> about. And, eh, it's not really fun. Yeah. Now, I guess if you could pick the exact number of years, like, okay, I want to live between this year and this year in this world. Because we know historically that was okay, or from the fake historical or whatever. But if you just say the, that environment in general, it gets really difficult. It does. Because I definitely don't want to do any of the Marvel or DC Universe stuff, because it's way too easy for anybody from the Riddler to Darkseid to Magneto or anybody else to just, you know, start doing stuff, messing up the area. Although it doesn't usually happen in a little bitty towns. I guess you could say a little bitty town in some of these... But what would be the purpose well, of that? Yeah, and it'd be kind of boring. Like, why would you want to live in, like, Plainville? Right, right. Yeah. Smallville or whatever, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I went through all the different stuff I've read, all the different stuff that I've um, watched and enjoyed, comics, books, movies, TV shows. I found one that could be fun, and I didn't see a major problem with. And I don't know if you've ever read any of the books or not, but Robert Aspen wrote a series of books called The Myth uh, the Myth Adventures. I heard of those. They're absolutely hilarious. They're very much like the Bob Hope and Bing Crosby road pictures from days gone by. Being an old titan, you know, I didn't actually see them when they first came out. I'm not that old, but I love the, you know, Road to Bali, Road to Shanghai, Road to Singapore, Road to Fill in the Blake, whatever all the different road movies are. Probably at least one of those three that I mentioned are not a real one. But... <laughs> <laughs> All the road pictures were fun, and that's what the myth adventure books are like. Um, the Adventures of Skeeve and Oz. Oz is a, well, I guess technically everybody's a demon if they're on the wrong world, because a demon in these this series of books is someone who's a dimension traveler. Okay. And when you're in a dimension other than your own, you're a demon, because, well, you're not supposed to be from there. So I guess technically everyone's a demon, but from our point of view, Oz was the demon, lizard, scaly, all that kind of stuff. Skeeve was his young apprentice. And he introduced him to the whole multiverse of all these different dimensions and everything. And they always kept coming back to the bazaar at Deva. 
And the bazaar at Devo was really, really cool because you could find anything in the world at the bazaar. And they set up home there. And I think living in the myth-adventure world and having access to a D-hopper or the ability to move between those dimensions myself, but a D-hopper, assuming I'm still me, that would actually be fun and not too deadly. So um, that's what I'm going with. Magic exists. Science fiction exists. Every one of these dimensions is something different. I mean, you've got... You know, from Star Wars to D&D to Superman to anything. They can all exist within the Myth, Myth Adventures world. So you could visit them and come back. So that would be my answer, the Myth, the Myth Adventures world. Originally, I was kind of going with you. Um, Carrie Pratchett, back in the day, wrote a series. Yep. Actually, they're still active, I think. Um, maybe not active anymore, but called Discworld. Yes. And I love that. I mean, it's just a fun fantasy comedy-type relation area. I was really thinking of that. The problem is, again, yep. there's a lot of bad that happens in those books. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you really can't do that, can you? Not a lot of bad in the myth books. Individual little bitty bad, but not earth-shaking, world-shattering right. bad, you know. So up until today, actually, I was going to pick Discworld, but now I'm like, you know, nah, probably not. Um, I, I, The Magician's story, you told me about back in the day, Magician's Apprentice. Yes. Before the Rift, the Rift Wars saga. Rift Wars, yeah. Before Raymond the wars Feist. actually happened. Yeah. Sounded like a great place to live. Fantasy type thing. Pure fantasy I enjoyed world. It. Yeah. But again, then the Rift happened and And a war. And a war happened, people die and it keeps going and going. Yeah. Real time, same way. Yeah. And I love the fantasy setting. It's just I couldn't do that. Um, but then you brought up to me and I forgot about this and again I gotta go back and read this the Miracle Man saga. Yep. Alan Moore's little he made this I guess it was a planet, actually, he made? Or was it, was, it was Earth. It, it was, was Earth. on Earth. It, it was basically a copy of um, Captain Marvel, Shazam, all that, right. done in Great Britain, and done more realistically. But he made, like, a, a paradise island. Right. Right. And that's kind of what I wanted, you know? A paradise is good. I'm the type of guy, I just want to be left alone. <laughs> you know? I don't want to order those salesmen. I don't want, just leave me alone. I'm so happy. you're the Hulk. Just leave Hulk, I, I really leave Hulk alone. I really yeah. like... People say, oh, you know, desert island or a tropical island by yourself. I'd be heaven. Give me a nice little hammock right there, bananas. I'd, I'd eat bananas all day long. I'd be cool with that. So that's kind of where I'm leaning to right now. Again, Star Wars, really cool. Jedi, so, Sith. So I said Hulk, Hulk could actually be wrong then. The leave Hulk alone, you know, that, that fits. Right. But you don't really have the major shift in personality from rage to... Peaceful, ultra brilliant scientist. Not a comment on your intelligence. Yes, it was, but um, it wouldn't really fit. And I thought Robinson Crusoe, but no, because he got into a lot of different stuff, and it, it hit me. It hit me. What's that? It's probably wrong. I probably shouldn't think of are you as my sidekick. I, w- I shouldn't say it, but you are the little buddy. Yeah, Gilligan's yeah. Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island, Island is where I was going with you know it. What? Gilligan's Island. I would be in heaven. <laughs> I would be in heaven. Because that's like me, though, seriously. Like, my perfect night with some buddies, I'd rather have, you know, five, six guys playing poker. Yeah. Like, that's like my perfect night to me. Yeah. You know? We could have access to a scientist with a professor. Right. You'd have access to a movie star. Very the girl good. next door. Who, the girl next door, I was always more attractive. Yeah, Marianne. I was a Marianne fan. Me yeah. too. Yeah. That was me. Marianne was much better. Uh, see, I thought you put more Mrs. Howell. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. it's closer yeah. to your age, right? Maybe if I killed off Mr. Howell first, married her, got all the money, 
killed her off, and then settled down with Marianne. How about that? The money's kind of, Well, first of all, that's dark. That's dark. Let's, let's, let's go that's not really a Gilligan's Island story. No. Second of all, you're stuck on an island. So killing somebody off and taking the money, well, you can't do anything with that money. Well, this is true, but, you know, we're making this all up. So. Oh, we do. Okay. They had a lot of chances to be rescued that they blew. Kill off Gilligan and you'll probably get rescued. I kill off Gilligan and you were rescued like season one. Yeah, yeah. So of course, kill off Gilligan, you might be killed season one, too, because he also saved them several times. He did, but he, yeah, he, yeah, that's true, too, I guess. How about this? Kill off everybody except the professor, so you got scientific knowledge. Mm-hmm. Don't don't make sure when you kill off the house, you don't do it by fire, so you can steal all the money. And don't kill off Marianne. That way, you got the scientific knowledge, you got the money, and you got the girl. Make sure everybody else is gone, and then you can escape and live happily ever after. Which, by the way, I had this weird yeah. conspiracy theory about this. Okay, the Howells intentionally set up the disaster. Sort of a lost, it's kind of a lost yeah, thing going on here. They wanted that yeah. because everybody else. Wore the same clothes every single day except the Howells. They were prepared. They were prepared. They had ridiculous amounts of clothes, whatever it is. I'm like, that makes no sense to me. Unless yeah. they knew this was going to happen. Like, if I'm going on a cruise, I'm just wearing, like a one-day cruise, I'm, you know, three-hour tour, I want to have on. That's that's me. So they were they were somehow... They were oddly prepared yeah, for this yeah, natural that's, disaster that's actually, to happen. So. That's good. I like that. Now, saying that, you know... It's funny, it's humorous, but it actually brings up a great fan mashup story. If somebody could do it, Gilligan's Island on the Lost Island. Wow! If you could, if you could mash up the Gilligan, Gilligan crew with Lost, and don't bring the Lost people in, just put the Gilligan's Island crew on the Lost Island instead of the island they were on. That could be incredibly cool. Well, the weird Ardor with Arrow Island. That'd be weird too. That would also be kind of cool. But the weird thing was, they always had movie stars come on, bands that come on, get lost in the island, too. Yeah. They never reported these guys that saved their lives and helped no. them out. No, nobody ever cared. No. Well, Wrongway Feldman tried, but he couldn't ever give them directions well, because, well, he was named Wrongway Feldman. Yeah, I know. But, I don't know, the, the headhunters all... I don't know, really <laughs> random stuff happened on the island. How big yeah. was the island? It's that big. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. And if it was big enough, you'd think people would have already been there and known about it. Right. Okay. So, anyways... Back to our podcast about Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yes, y'all didn't know the Old Titans was secretly a title to lure you in to talk about Gilligan's Island every week. Surprise! And now you know. Next week's Scooby-Doo. Here we go. Yes. On Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Gilligan, that's right. Yeah. Actually, that probably happened in the animated at least once. Yeah, Batman was on that Scooby-Doo once. Yeah, everybody was. Sonny and Cher were on Scooby-Doo once. Were they or really? twice or three times. I don't wow. know. The Adams Family, you name it. Well, that Good case. segue. Yeah. Absolutely. However, the segue should have been more towards, like, video games that they played on Gilligan's Island, which weren't very inventive because they didn't have much power. Well, you and I were talking, because, you know, the first episode, like, this is going to be about comics, movies, everything, yep. you know, games. And, you know, our TV show's not going on right now. No big movies are coming out right now. It's January. Right. We never actually talked about games or comics yet. We just haven't done it yet. Very true. Our comics we kind of, you know, mentioned briefly, but we never mentioned games before. And I think the reason is, you know, you and I, if we were younger, we were the old Titans, we were the young Titans, we'd be gamers. Let's be real. We'd game probably all the time. The problem is right now we're older, we're married, kids, that kind of stuff. Our free time is limited. Yeah. I no longer can play Pong or Atari like I used to. But the funny thing is... There's a... 
age yeah. dating thing. Pong and Atari, they're actually gone. Yes. They, they, they don't make that anymore. No. I'm sure they do, but... Actually, you can get the Atari stuff in those retro consoles at, like, Dillard's and Macy's. You know, they're not sponsoring us, but hey, there you go. It's a freebie. But at places like that at Christmas, you can buy them, but they look kind of like the old consoles with 50 or 100 games built in and plug it up to your TV. And that is awesome to know. It is. I don't really care. I mean, they're actually fun. <laughs> go playing Yars Revenge. It's, it's a lot of fun. I do miss Yars Revenge. Yars Revenge was cool. And Asteroids, too. I mean, that was a challenge. I never was a big Asteroids fan. Really? I mean, Asteroids was cool for like two minutes because I would want to just gun the engine one direction, hold down the firing button, and just see how long it could go before I was destroyed. Okay, here we go. Dig Dug. Dig Dug was okay. Dig Dug was great. Dig Dug was pretty good. Pretty good. Pac-Man was my favorite. Pac-Man, though. Pac-Man. I liked Pac-Man. For some reason, I don't know why, but I liked Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. Well, anyways, those games are yeah. kind of obsolete. I mean, not really obsolete. They're classics, but, you know, games have evolved. They have. Not. They have. Mario graduated from fighting the monkey to other stuff. Yeah, he actually has his own long-running series. I don't yeah. even know what number they're on anymore. Who knows? Um, but they change. And the question is, you know, you and I, last weekend, a friend came over and we ended up playing the VR system. PlayStation VR. Yes. Which was, I was surprised, again, intense. How intense this was. It was fun. Yeah. I got a good time. Mine was less intense. Uh-huh. Well, you, yeah, you didn't do that well. Well, it's not so much about that, it's the game we chose. We each chose a different game to try for 5 or 10 or whatever, 15 minutes right. or whatever. Um, I chose Star Wars, uh, I don't remember the full title, Star Wars something, something, something. Whatever it was, I was sitting in the cockpit of an X-Wing, and for the first several minutes, I was flying in formation. That was cool for me, looking around and all this kind of stuff. Looked really neat, felt fairly realistic. Um, finally, we went on a mission, and on the mission, we escorted somebody for a while. That also was kind of, eh. And then finally we got into a TIE fighter fight. And that's where I realized I had the big problem, which was I like inverted controls. If I'm flying a plane or anything like that, I want to pull back on the stick and go up, push forward on the stick and go down. Fighter pilot style. Okay. The controls by default don't do that. They're the reverse. To me, that's the inverted. Their default is actually the inverted. But that's okay. Whatever it was, the controls weren't set right. So every time a TIE fighter would go over me and I would want to try flipping around to it, I'd go down instead of up or sideways or something. But it wasn't quite as intense until those last couple of moments with the TIE Fighters. You, however... Well, I played Batman, and I liked it. It was really cool to actually be Batman for a little while. Um, I did realize that even in video games, I'm afraid of heights. There's the intensity. It was a little intense when you looked down. Like, look down. I'm not looking down. There's step a long forward. way down. Yeah, you guys are yelling, step forward. No. <laughs> there is no stepping forward. There is nothing there. <laughs> All right? Nothing but gravity right there. The difference was we could see your feet where they were. So when we were saying step forward, we really weren't trying to get you to fall. We knew you needed to look down. And you needed to take like half a step forward, really. With half a step forward, you'd have had better visibility down without falling. But from your point of view, you couldn't see that difference. Right. And it looked like a, you know, okay, we're Bugs Bunny taking a step forward, no problem. You're, or maybe we're the Roadrunner and you're Wiley Coyote. You take a step forward and plummet to your death. Yeah, that, and that's what it felt like. So yeah. it was intense. But it was really cool. I'm, I'm going to eventually purchase this. Um Again, Batman, the problem was, was no fighting. We played, we switched off, me and my buddy switched off, and he took over for a bit. And there was no fighting. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. So kind of like the Star Wars one, there was not a lot of action in yeah. the parts we played, in, in the right. segment we played. So, um, again, but it's, it did seem just 
from what we're used to back in the day. Again, we don't really play much as we used to. Pretty intense. So, you know, I gave it a, what, two thumbs up, you think? Um, out of two thumbs total? Yeah, out of two thumbs total. A thumb maybe, and a half? Maybe a thumb and a half. Maybe like thumb and a half right now. Turn thumb kind of sideways? Yeah, yeah. Only for game selection. And that could be our fault. Maybe we picked the wrong ones. Right. I will say the one that Sharky played, well, I would not want to be swarmed by spiders. His was action the whole way. His was a shoot em up right. action thing throughout the entire deal. It would definitely lend itself better to a Halo or, you know, those kind of games where you're just constantly action, heads up. I still want a joystick. I cannot stand the game pads of today, the, the stupid two-handed, two little bitty joysticks and two thumb pads and four buttons that I don't know which one's A, B, C, D, E, F, or G or anything else. Left trigger, right trigger, but there's two different triggers at the left and right, and I don't know if there's a difference and so on. It's too much. Sorry, I'm, I'm simplistic. I want a joystick. Well, again, you, you, joysticks, yeah, you need to evolve a little bit here. Except when the game pads came around... And there was a period where there were both joysticks and game pads, pretty common both. And I would play, I don't know, pick any of those, you know, Doom or Halo or, you know, that first generation of um, first-person shooters, that, um, Star Wars uh, Dark Forces 2 and past. Trying it with a game pad, couldn't get anywhere. Tried it with a joystick, much more effective if it was a modern joystick that had extra controls on it. You'd want to have both a finger trigger and something under your thumb so you'd have two different type of weapons or weapon choice. You'd want the joystick to be able to twist left to right so that while you're moving one direction, the twist would let you look left and right, much like the VR system would. So if it was the right joystick, I still think it's more... I I honestly don't think it's me being old. I think a joystick is more effective... But maybe I am just getting old. You are getting old. You, yeah. you need to adapt a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of Star Wars, though, because you're the second guy today that mentioned this to me. I'm a, you know I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. I have never played Star Wars Dark Forces, ever. And you played that before, right? Dark Forces was great. Now, the very first one was definitely the, I'm sure it wasn't 8-bit, but you look back at the video, the graphics now, and it would look 8-bit, 16-bit, you know, really low Low resolution. Um, think Castle Wolfenstein at the you know the very first Castle, yeah. Castle Wolfenstein okay. era. It basically was take Castle Wolfenstein and overlay Star Wars stuff on it. Okay. However, the cutscenes were all live action video, which were really really cool. Hmm. And it sold so well when they did Dark Forces Two. They upgraded the in game graphics to very good quality in game graphics for the year that it came out, which today wouldn't still wouldn't look too bad. But their cutscenes, they went to computer-generated cutscenes. So it's like one went way up and one went down. But the cutscenes were still full, were still cool, and you got a full Star Wars story with every game. Even if it got repetitive on going through and shooting a stormtrooper and shooting a stormtrooper and shooting a stormtrooper and slicing them with a lightsaber, which still really does not get repetitive because that's just so cool. But even if you're somebody who thinks it gets repetitive, if you like Star Wars, the goal is to get through enough levels to get the entire story. So that was... That was your goal. I actually wonder if that's a Steam game. I imagine it would be. I have but no I'm not idea. really sure. I have no idea. So, okay, so you're obviously behind on the game systems these days. Yeah. Um, I have an Xbox One. That you, that but you I don't use play any Blu-rays, games. Right? Yes, I use for 4K Blu-rays. I mean, your son's definitely more into games than yes. you are. Yes, no, quite, quite a bit. Both sons. And actually, my daughter plays a lot more than I play as well now, too. Um, you must play something now. Anything in all you play? Computer games? Yes. I play two. 
What do you play? No, I take it back. Three. I play three computer games total. Okay. They're all on my phone. Okay. Which I mean, that's that's a that, legitimate platform yeah, these days. Yeah, that's a computer game these days. Yeah. Um, I play Angry Birds Star Wars Edition. Okay. Which I mean, it's Star Wars and it's Angry Birds, and well, for some reason, Angry Birds does not get old to me. I don't no, know why. it's great. I love it. It's just it's not one of those things I play for hours, but you know, it's cool. Yeah, I get you. Um, Bejeweled. Okay. Again, this is one of those. Okay, the doctor will be with you in five minutes, or whatever you have to be doing at that moment. You sit down, and for five minutes, your brain is turned off. Okay. Great. And I have a pool game on there, so I can sit there and play pool. And that's about it. So how often do you go to doctors? It's, this is just an example of okay. some, some place you'd be in a waiting room. I'm just saying, because you're well, in a waiting room. How often are you in a waiting room? Yeah, I'm not very often. Not very often. But I might be waiting on lots of different things. Like, I might be five minutes early for a meeting, and so I sit there and play a game for five minutes. Maybe. So do you think if you ever played a game like Warcraft, for example, that game's been, Warcraft's been around for, I don't even know, many years. Time. Many years at this point. That wouldn't be a thing? I mean, have you ever tried Warcraft? Would you try it? Um, I have tried Warcraft. Okay. Because back in the day, I played Meridian 59. I tried Ultima Online, could not stand it. I don't like the third-person over-the-top view. I like the first-person view. Which you can switch to. In Ultima Online, at the time I tried it, you couldn't. You could only do over-the-top. No, I mean in Warcraft. Oh, in Warcraft, yeah. Okay. Um, I tried Asheron's Call and EverQuest. So those are the four I played back in the day. Um, loved Meridian 59. Couldn't stand Ultima. Ashron's Call I thought was much better than EverQuest. Both had the problem of um, there wasn't enough engaging to keep me interested for more than like two months. I'd play for a couple of months and then would be done and would cancel because it was a monthly subscription type thing. Um, I know most of them have gone free or a lot of them have gone free, um, especially the older ones like that. But... I just don't have a whole lot of interest because just, again, there wasn't enough in the game to keep me interested. So Warcraft, the time I played it, was exactly the same. I didn't see anything different that would keep my interest more. Yeah, it's bigger, longer lasting, but don't have a whole lot of interest in it. See, with Warcraft for me, I played the first three of the game and the first two expansions virtually nonstop. Loved it, couldn't get enough of it. I do say, and I still play it occasionally now, it's just, you know, I picked it up recently a couple months ago. And started playing it. Loved it again. Yeah. I put it down for a day or two. Day two comes three or four days. Yeah. And so forth. Now I'm kind of like, eh, do I really want to go back? Because, you know, I have so little free time, I guess, that to sit... When you play Warcraft, you play a game for a half hour, you're not going to do anything in that game. And that was part of my problem, is I, I would only play for like half an hour to an hour at a time. And development of your character, that just, you know... Somebody else that I would see in the game world who would start about the same time as me at level 1, level 2, level 3, whatever. Mm-hmm. By the time I get to level 5, they're at level 20-something because they're these young kids who do nothing but game all the time and I have a life. So. Yeah, and that is actually the problem with games. Like, I love them. Yeah. I just don't get to play them much as I used to. It's like Halo, for example, you mentioned. Love it, great. Came out, awesome. Play it at night a couple times, do some PvP. I compete. The problem is where I can only play half hour here, an hour there, as it goes. You know, I don't log on for a couple of days, life takes over. The time I log back in, these guys have played nonstop for four or five days, and I'm back where I was, and yeah. I'm underdog almost every time. Well, although I will say, I'm not, sure, not so sure about Halo, because I haven't done it in the arena-type setting that much, but when um, Dark Forces, when I was playing it, they had that same kind of thing. You were playing through the game, but you had the option of going online and playing in the arena, you know, 
teams battling against each other, very much like Halo and a lot of the others today, where you're just fighting each other constantly. Um, that one, you can play for 10 minutes, leave, come back five days later, didn't matter, because you all were equal when the game, when the arena battle started. I actually think Halo was similar that way with the, the player level, nothing more than it. But um, Star Wars Battlefront, for example. Um, I, one of the people trashed that game a lot. At first, at launch, it wasn't great, but they didn't do a lot of improvements to it. Um, you can do Death Star Battle, you can do one Scarif Battle. A lot of cool yeah. things. Yeah. But again, you know, I play up, and I won't play for like three or four days. Yeah. In the meantime, these guys I play with have played every single day for five hours a day sometimes. So yeah. again, you just... And, uh, and I think that's one of the reasons for the resurgence. Look at the way I do the segue here. Um, for the resurgence of the board games, card games, the tabletop games. Right. Those have been huge for the past few years. And I think this is exactly it. Not just because of people who are older who have more stuff to do, but everybody's lives are getting much busier. And while the computer games still are huge, right. no question, they're not going anywhere. They're probably bigger than they've ever been. The tabletop stuff is really coming back really strongly because so many people don't have five hours at a time to play, or if they do, they want it to be social. They don't want it to be just them by themselves. They want to have a social experience. So the family game nights, the buddies getting together, the you know couples getting together, whatever it is, uh, whether they're playing um, Magic, which has been around obviously for a long time, um, Star Wars card games, um, Monopoly, Red Dragon Inn, you name it, any of those kind of things. Um, it... Those made a huge comeback, I think, because of the time commitment. See, see, Magic the Gathering, I thought was fun. And I played it, I think it was like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, with some buddies of mine. And I, at the time, you know, I was single, a job, I, you know, we had money at that time. Yeah. So I spent hundreds of dollars on these cards back in those days. And I made, you know, power decks and all kind of stuff to get yep. me through. Hundreds of dollars invested. And then I think it was like last year, two years ago, I played your son. Yep. And again, you know, you bought the starter deck of the new set. I'm like, well, I'm just warning you, you know, I this deck cost me hundreds of dollars to make this one deck of cards versus your starter deck you have. That just came out, you know, a couple weeks ago. And he goes, yeah, let's try it anyway, see what happens. Let me guess. He destroyed me. Yeah. Dest- like, I don't even think I hit him once. <laughs> By the time I'm even building some things, he has me half-life. I'm like, what the heck? It, magic was one you had to keep up on. If you skipped a set... You might be okay. If you skip two sets, you were way behind. Yeah. Um, because the strategies changed. The cards came out to balance out the strategies. Things happened. And, yeah, I I was probably not one of the best, but I was I was a very, very good Magic player back in the day. Right. Yeah. I did. And, unfortunately, the fact that the cards that we probably invested at the time, I mean, they're worth money in the, you know, eBay and stuff like that because yeah. they're retro. But yeah, those At cards don't point, hold up anymore. They can't do anything anymore. Now, the strategies, however, I did discover this. Um, when my older son was home, um, you know, a few years ago, before he went off to college and was playing Magic pretty big, I took his cards. He said, here, build a deck. So I took his cards and used one, one or two of my old strategies. I didn't change it at all. The same mindset, but with the current cards. But it was also kind of a first attempt. It wasn't like I was playing ongoing. Right. So I'd, I'd had to have modified it to do better. But I was actually able to hurt him quite a bit. He ended up winning most games, not every game, but most games. But what would happen is we'd start, and his life counter would start going 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14. Mine wasn't moving. And I'd get him down to around five life. And all of a sudden, that was as far as I could go. 
and boom, he destroyed me. Yeah. However, this was with me without me being able to modify it. So I think some of the strategies will still hold up, but you got to keep up on the current cards. And and that's what the problem. Like I love card games. That's money. It's thing. just again, it's, it comes down to money, and yeah. then um, was every few months a new set comes out. Is that what it is? I think they do. They used to do four sets a year. I don't know if they still do that, but they used yeah. to do four a and year. I just I. That's too many. I can't. No. I just can't do that. You know, um, there is a new game out right now. Um, it's kind of like a mixture of Heroclix meets Magic in a way. It's dice rolling along with cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars Destiny. Okay. And uh, this game's huge so far. I actually had to go the other day, go to four different shops to find booster packs of this thing. It was <laughs> insane how well this thing selling. Popular, yeah. Um, and I'll play with you hopefully when we get our next year. Yeah. Much we can because. It's one of those things. There's like 20 billion rules to learn at first. That's the exaggeration. Yeah, there's yeah, a few things to learn at first, but once you learn it, you, you're good. And gameplay is not too difficult. Gameplay just, isn't too difficult okay. at all. You play a guy, play an upgrade, play support. Um, we had a mutual friend, the Shock Man. We took him to a game store to actually. He's this, you know, between the three of us, you, I, and him. He's this game genius. Oh yeah. Let's be real. That's, no that's what he does. Um. Went to the store and had this guy show us a demo. I just want to see how it was played because, again, I, I watched the video online, got kind of the grasp of it. It seemed pretty yeah. easy, but I wanted to see it in person. Yeah. I'm the type of guy, I'm a hands-on guy. Yeah, makes sense. Um, he, Shock, actually picked up on it really fast because the guy who played him, I saw the decks, I just, as he's playing the game I'm looking up on eBay, what these cards are going for, he's playing hundreds of dollars with the cards in his hand. Hmm. Shock, he's there with... Um, Whatever you know, starter deck type thing. A starter yeah. deck with some... Added in cards. Yeah. He actually took him down. He almost beat him his first time playing. Yeah. So, again, it, it seems fun. Um, it seems good strategy. I love it. I actually genuinely love this game. For the first time I played a card game, I'm like, wow, this is a lot of fun. I am afraid that, again, where I can't dedicate hundreds of dollars to this game, yeah. so I could used to back in the day, that, you know. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why the, the ones that don't expand, the ones that you buy and they're set... They could expand, like having a version 2, but not the constant expansion. I mentioned Red Dragon Inn before. That's one we've played a lot. Yes, there have been expansions, but that's just to add more fun to it. It comes with, what, four characters? Um, Yeah. You can you know, four people can play it. You're good to go. If you want more than five or something. If you want more people to play it, you can buy the expansions for more people. Or if you just want to have a a mixture, because each character in the game has a different strategy, um, a different, you know, arrangement of cards. Um, It's a fantasy one set in a tavern, and the whole thing is around a drinking game, basically. You're trying to get the other people drunk before you get drunk and pass out, and hey, you win. Um, oh, it's a blast of game. Oh, it is. Rules, very, very simple. You can pick it up in, what, five minutes, and you're good to go. Maybe strategies take two or three plays. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, in essence, the, the basic gameplay, you got five minutes in. You know, If you ever sit down with people who've played it and you haven't, just say, hey, I'll go last. By the time you see everybody else go... You have a general idea. How you to know play. what to do. Again, some questions, but yeah, it's fairly easy and it's a lot of fun. That yeah, it's a lot of fun. And you could get by with just buying the basic game and never have to buy anymore, and you're fine. Exactly. If you wanted to buy every single expansion they have, there's still only about like five expansions in however many years. It's not four expansions a year with hundreds of dollars worth of cards. Um, the DC um, deck building deck game, building game mm-hmm. and the whole deck building deal is similar. You can buy the expansions; you don't have to. Um, those are great. Again, going back to even the old Hasbro Monopoly and Sorry and all the rest. The thing I like about deck building games, I think those are, 
guys like us, we're just casual. We, we play when we can play, which yeah. might be every week and maybe once a month. Yeah. We don't get a lot of time. It really depends on, you know, deck building aims are the best because everybody is on the same. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's no advantages. You know, if you buy, even like right now, say it's not worth Destiny, yep. back to that, for example, you and I go to the store. You buy $200 worth of cards. I buy 20 you're going to have a distinct advantage, even if I'm a better strategist, the fact that you have so much at your disposal where you would have yeah. limited. Yeah, the only advantage I've seen like in the deck building game is you'd played it a whole lot more than I have. Mm-hmm. And I've played it now four or five, six times between um, with you and with my son and so on, and then just sitting there going through the cards. The more you know the cards and learn which combination of cards go together, it's not even about strategy, just knowing which combinations work best. Mm-hmm the more advantage you have. So that one's more of experience than it is money. Right. But again, that was, if you want a fair game of who just can do better, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, they might, a card might come out, which, a really powerful card, might be a turn for a while, and like, oh, God, this guy's going to get it. That's what happens in every game. Yeah. But again, it, those games are, for us, perfect. Because everybody's on the even, even field. Yeah, that, and they're, they're fun. Now, that being said, my favorite, I think, is still good old-fashioned Dungeons & Dragons. Do you need Forget about version 5, forget about version 4, I don't care what version 3, whatever. It's just 3-something. That that seemed to be the, the golden age of Dungeons & Dragons, even though I don't mind Thacko. For those who don't know, Thacko... Thacko was 2. Thacko was version 2. Thacko was to hit armor class 0. It it gave you a number that you needed in order to hit armor class zero, and then depending on what armor class the creature or villain or whoever you're hitting is, you adjusted from there. It sounds complicated. In play, it really wasn't that complicated with the right chart, but it was probably overly complicated compared to version 3 and 3.5. got much simpler. They simplified everything. But not oversimplified. Right. Because it it has gotten oversimplified at times, and um, they need to stop rebooting. Just go back to 3 or 3.5 and... Well, they kind of did in a way because they had a spin-off called Pathfinder. Yeah. Which is built off of, I believe, the 3.5 engine, right? Okay. Yeah, I think so. And I had that book. I haven't really gone through it much. I bought it because I said, hey, 3.5, this is what you play. Play this game. Yeah. Great. And they, they really should have because I think 3 and you know three evolved to 3.5, but they both intertwine really well. Yep. I can try to think. When did 3 come out? Because 4 came out... Yeah, 3 was out for a few years, at least, before right. 4 came out. It didn't seem like 4 lasted all that long. 4 bombed. Yeah, 4 Did just bomb? didn't. Yeah, 4 bombed, and I think... And then here, here's where I didn't pay attention enough. I don't remember if 4 came out after Wizards of the Coast bought TSR, or if 4 came out before. But either way, um, Wizards definitely wanted to have, you know, something to pay for their purchase of... You know, the whole TSR catalog. So that's the reason for number five. Four didn't do it. Um, Three and 3.5 were probably around from, what, mid-90s through mid-2000s? A 10-year spread there, probably. Probably. We didn't look at the dates. We didn't do that. Sorry. Yeah, we didn't do it. But that's okay. That's close enough. I mean, it is probably around that 10-year spread. And honestly, um, I think what they should have done is similar to what the DC deck building and the other deck building games have done. Keep the same kind of system and just expand the worlds. You know, White Wolf took off with the whole vampire, werewolf, everything else. Um, you had Star Wars role-playing games and DC role-playing games and Marvel role-playing games. 
people can people can have to keep learning new systems, new dice, new everything. Yeah. No, just TSR should have invested the money, gone out and bought up every one of these things. In fact, for Vampire and Werewolf and all, there's nothing to buy. You just, I mean, those are mythical creatures. Just do it and use the same game system, and you keep expanding. Every time you put one of those franchises out, Dragon you're going to make more money. Realms, that kind of thing. There's yeah. so much they could have done. And, um, you know, you and I stopped at 3.5. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I never bought a 4.0. I bought, I actually, I did a demo with my buddy's store. Couple guys, they gave me a free player's handbook. I went through the player's handbook. I'm like, this just seems stupid to me. Yeah. Like everything about it, I did, generally didn't like. And I'm like, you, you can be level one to take on a dragon at that point. Yeah. I'm like, really? Well, and also there is the thing. This may be where it's a generational thing. They do sometimes have to come out with a new version. I get it because you have a whole new generation of players. They don't want to feel like they're left out. Right. So if it's a whole new set of books, they feel like they're hitting the ground floor. I kind of get that. Right. But at the point that four came out, me and you and others had so much invested in 3 and 3.5 add-ons, the Monster Manual, and Monster Manual 2, and Monster Compendium, and Unearthed Arcana, and... Oh, there's everything. Fill in the number of handbooks for different player character yeah, types. Yeah, warriors. You yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a huge bookshelf full of 3 or 3.5 level stuff. It just, it didn't make sense to start over again because they did not give a very easy translation that said, oh, on that book... Every time you see the number four, replace with the number five. You know, they, there was no straight, simple translation. Why? Because they wanted you to buy new stuff. I get it. It's a company, they got to make money. But that was where I stopped. Yeah. And again, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's still one of the better games. That game's, D&D's been out for how many years? Since the 70s, I think it started? Yeah. And it's still, I mean, 40 I years. It's still I, got, I have the first box set. Technically, my wife... It was her set, but now that we're married, I can say I've got the first box set. Well, um, I would say it's still hers. Yeah, well, you know, but since we're not going anywhere, you know, we're well, staying together and all. Oh, that's, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, by yeah. the way. It's ours. How about that? It's ours. It is yours, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a very cool box set. Very different in that era. Very small, white box set things. Really cool. Um, I've got a bunch of two, you know, second edition, advanced. Two really was called Advanced Dungeon of Dragons. It really was. I think I still have, the first one I got was like a red outing of the book and a guy warriors fighting a dragon I think that, that was that might have been straight Dungeon of Dragons not advanced I think that was yeah, yeah. advanced was a blue yeah. based book yep so that came on after that's when I first started playing yeah um, so it's it's cool and we and still again, love to old, do it yeah. yeah we still love to do it um, don't necessarily appreciate some of the jokes on Big Bang Theory about it and don't appreciate the fact that they seem to either either play it completely wrong on there just to fit the storyline and I get it they're, they're the show they've got to make the storyline work or we've been playing it completely wrong for years and the better way that honestly could be it it could be they're actually writing their story around the real rules and well those real rules suck and I don't know anybody who does that the thing about D&D is this always irritates me to no end is the amount of metagaming people yeah. some people just physically can't stop them doing that yeah and for me it's hard too like oh I know this is going to happen I do this but you know, yeah, you, you try to try to you try to place you know yourself and the person you're playing self and right. You, you have know. to pretend you don't know the rules. You have to pretend you're really the character. And if you honestly would just open that door without doing anything else, you would just open the door. You should just open the door. If it means you get hit, you get hit. Yeah, and, and just do it because you know what? It's make believe. It's fun. And if and this is where, this is where it really comes down to having someone like Sharky we mentioned. Yes. If you had the right person running the game. They know that you're trying to make the game fun. It, it's 
It's definitely a cooperative game. It's one that builds team skills better than a lot of the team stuff that businesses do. Um, it builds team skills. And if you have a group that's all trying to make the entire game fun for everybody, you'll have a character that does something stupid. And you have somebody my characters, yes. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> and you'll have other characters who do stuff exactly right. But if they do it within character and are building fun for the whole group, well, the person running the game, in D&D, it'd be the dungeon master, in other games, storyteller, or whatever the phrase is. Mm-hmm. But whoever's running the game is going to know that. They're going to work with you. And your character's not going anywhere. You're not going to lose your character and do something else. It's make-believe. It's not like anything bad's happening anyway. Yeah, if he dies, he comes back. <laughs> yeah, but the person running the game knows that, hey, you know, B-Man over here is making this fun for everybody. He's about to do something stupid that should get him killed. But he, he knows how to play that character so well that creates fun for the whole group of five or six of us sitting around the table. He's not going to die. Maybe he'll fall down unconscious and he'll come back for the next, you know, bit in, in a few yeah. minutes. That's fine. Everybody wants the story to keep going forward, and that's the key. And I do think that's where White Wolf really got it right by calling it a storyteller instead of a dungeon master. Storyteller really is what you've got going on. And it's the whole team is the storyteller in a way. See, I never had a problem killing characters. I'd always bring them back. Yeah. In and some there's different that. fashion. And there's that. And I always liked the thing when I was the storyteller, per se, it was... I always had one person I teamed up with. It was always that one person, part of the group, that didn't realize that they were actually working for me, not for them. Okay. And I always loved doing that. And that was always my, my niche. Like, well, people always drop around, like, well, who's he working with today? And it was always somebody different. So that's fun. So there's a reminiscing about games and yes. what we like and what we don't. Um, before we go, we have a total of three minutes and 17 seconds left. I don't think it'll take that long, but... We Your do question. have a fan question. This we have a fan question. This isn't even my question. This is okay. actually a fan-related fan question. Fan question. Yes. This is the official question? This is the official question. Okay. And this is a basic question, but let me finish. If you could have any superpower, what would that power be? However, keep in mind you need to have the pluses and minuses with that power. Okay. For example, if you have super speed, how are you going to use it? Because if somebody notices you running really fast, okay. it's going to be noticed. So, that so is question. it power set or individual power? Like individual Super, power. Because Superman be, has several powers. Yeah, just one, one, one of his powers. One power. But it could be not necessarily... Uh, necessarily well. Anyways, not necessarily... Yes, it could be you know, a comic book. It could be Star Wars with the Force. It could be... It could be Neo bending backwards and dodging right. bullets. It could be right. whatever. Yeah. It could be anything. Just keep in mind it has to be the pluses and the minuses that okay. come with it. The, responsibility the, pl- the minus that ties to that power or the minus that that character has that kind of balances that character? Like, Everything. Like kryptonite for Superman. Well, not really that. Just the fact that if you had mind control or you can read people's thoughts, would you really want to do that? Got it. Okay. So there we go. There's our question for next time. What superpower would you want if you could have it? And this is any superpower that's ever been written about, televised, movies, projected in any form or powers, fashion. Yes. All right, that's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you. And um, neither one of us are allowed to say X-ray vision and all those kind of, you know... Why not? Making jokes about, you know, sneaking into the girls' locker room in high school with X-ray vision type jokes. We're going to avoid avoid the obvious National Lampoon movie superpower joke. If that's what you wanted to do, I figured more important things than sneaking into the girls' locker room. But, you know, that's what you want to do with yourself. That's that's fine. By all means. No, we're going to leave out the National Lampoon level powers. Okay, let's leave that out. Let's leave that out. Okay, we're going to go with straight, you know, what would be the coolest ones. And it depends on your goal. That's one thing. 
while we think about this, think about the goal behind having that power. Is the goal for money, the goal for power, the goal to live a long time? And could you stay good with that power? Could you stay good? So they're all, we need to fully answer this question, not just, I want to fly. Right. I want to fly because, and so on. So, yes, next time. All righty. All right, for John Paul. B-Man. These are the old Titans, signing out. Thank <laughs> you.